Hello, welcome to Dying to Talk. I'm Buddy Feneff, a fourth generation funeral director in New Hampshire and the owner of Feneff Funeral Homes and Crematorium and the founder of the Cremation Society of New Hampshire. My co-hosts today are Mandy Damaris and Madison Smith, both longtime funeral directors with our firm. Hello, I'm Mandy. Thanks for joining us on Dying to Talk. Hi, I'm Madison. We're excited to discuss some frequently asked questions about the funeral industry. Dying to Talk is a lighthearted and upbeat discussion of those topics no one really wants to talk about. Each episode, we will choose a subject that is related to funeral service, the cremation process, or death and dying. And today we're, I mean, it's definitely involved with funeral service, but it's a little bit different. Um, Today we're going to be talking about pet deaths and pet loss and pet cremations and pet funerals and pet funeral homes. Our guest today is Stephen Purdy. Um, Stephen is a licensed funeral director with his family funeral business, um, Purdy Funeral Service in Lee and in Dover, um, but he also is the owner of Pet Passages by Purdy Funeral Home, which is a pet crematory and basically for all intents and purposes, um, a pet funeral home. So Stephen's going to be with us in a couple minutes and going to talk about pet cremations, pet services, sort of the, the trends, um, a little bit different of a topic this week. I mean, we've obviously focused on you know, um, human aspects of, of loss, but pets for, for many people are... They're family. They're family. Pets are family, and, and there are people who want to have the same level of care and the same amount or of... Or sometimes memori- more. Sometimes more, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, the same level of memorialization for their, you know, for their furry family member. Um, they are loved just as much as they're humans, and like you said, sometimes more. Sometimes more, more yeah. So, um, I'm interested. I have a lot of good questions, as I know both of you have prepared some questions for, for Stephen, so it's actually a topic I'm quite interested in. Hi, Stephen. Welcome Hi. to Dying to Talk. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for, for coming. Yeah, thanks for letting me be here. Well, this is, this is a really interesting topic for me because it's one I know very little about. Um, a lot of the other guests we've had, I've, I've you know have some some knowledge, day to day working knowledge, but but pet cremations are, are really nothing that I know about. So I guess the first question: What you're you're a licensed funeral director, as I am? Yes. And yep. you're probably multi generational. Your family's been in funeral yep. service for four, four generations. Same as me. 1873. <laughs> so a few years older than us. Yep. Um, so what what got you interested in doing um, having a pet crematory and getting to the pet business? Well, uh, a couple of things. We we've been in human cremation since 2000, where we've had our own you know on site facility. We've been offering cremation you know well before that, obviously. But um, once we broke into the human cremation field with our own equipment oh you know after being being in that division for 10 years you know i thought hey why not expand to offer services to pet families as well didn't really know how to approach it didn't know much about the pet cremation industry and it wasn't until we had the unfortunate experience of losing our own two pets you know very closely together within weeks of each other I was left with two scenarios, one where my pet was at home, I found deceased at home, big dog, Labrador retriever, 100 pounds or so, and at the time I'm like, oh geez, you know, will my vet come here and pick up? No, they wouldn't, I found out the answer to be. And so then I'm searching around on the internet, geez, is there another cremation company around locally that can help us out with the home transfer? Uh, because I didn't really want to handle the body of my pet. He, I'm a big guy, but he was a big dog, and you know I had kids at home. 
And you're a funeral director. And I'm a so funeral director, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's emotional for right. you. It's always pets, a little different when it's your own. Yeah. yeah. Pets are part of the family. And pets, when you lose one, it's it's very similar in grief to losing a child, I've found, mm-hmm. uh, with, with a lot of families that we've served so far. So then after that, uh, three weeks later, we lost another dog, had to go to the emergency vet, was left to leaving my dog's body there to be sent out for cremation. Now... We owned our own crematory, but you know, in funeral service, those that that equipment's licensed only for human remains. So I could not cremate my own dog. I had to leave my pet at the mercy of the vet, and they used a company down in Massachusetts. And you know, I was I didn't have any other choice but but to leave my dog there. I was uncomfortable. You know, you know, where in Massachusetts? Where's my dog going? How do I know what they're doing? Am I getting a private cremation? You know, so the same questions the same that our questions, yeah. our families, you know, that we that we serve that, right. that lose loved one is how do I know yeah. I'm getting the cremated remains back? You know, where's your crematory? Same same yeah. exact questions. So it was it was that experience of losing my own two dogs where the light bulb went off in my head, and I was like, you know, duh. I've been we've been servicing families for four generations at the funeral home. Why didn't I think of this earlier? I'm just going to offer my services to pet families with the same dignity and respect that we offer to our human families. And that is when someone calls us about the death of their pet, we're going to respond immediately. Okay, we're going to go to the house and take care of the home transfer. If they want to bring their pet to us, we're going to be available 24 hours a day. If their pet dies at the vet clinic, we're going to respond the same day. Just like in the human field, when we have a death, you know, at at the nursing home, we don't have a van that goes around and does pickups once a week, which is like what the pet cremation industry has been all along. You know, no, we, we go right away and service that family same day, so... So it's very individual. So yeah, so it's individual transportation with us. Where I guess you could say we're a more premium service, but typically we're we're less expensive than than other places I've found with our research that we've done. Um, I know you're on the you're on the seacoast, but do you do you have a service area? Do you serve the whole state? Is it just limited to a particular market area? Or well, I could I could say yeah, I can service the whole state as long as the families are willing to bring their pet to us. As far as me. Um, not charging an extra fee for, mm-hmm. for, for, for transportation, um, then my service area is really kind of, you know, east of Manchester out to, you know, the York Agunquit area in Maine, um, southern tier of, you know, Lake Winnipesaukee, you know, Alton Bay area. But you're, you're providing a pretty unique survey. We've had pets that have passed away over the years, and, and you're right. We bring them to the vet, and mm-hmm. you know, you come back a week later. And I think a lot of people will say, "Hey, I, I, I don't, I don't mind paying an extra fifty, hundred, whatever the number is, to have it done with someone that you know is right. going to give the same level of care as they would my family member." Right. You know, I'd, it would be it would be great if I could convince the veterinary community to offer a choice to their families when it comes to cremation, instead of just saying you know, this is where your pet's going, if they even mention that, you know, you know, if there's a, if there's a death at the hospital and, but you go to the Catholic medical center and and pick up someone's loved one, um, that's because the family has requested your services. And if they didn't know who to call, I'm sure the hospital staff there has, 
has has a list. Yeah, uh, of, yeah. You know, these exactly. are the funeral homes we we tend to yeah, work so with. I just want to make this an experience where the families have a choice, mm -hmm. where they have literature, so they know where their pet is going and, and, and what's going to happen and what the process is. Being an educated consumer these days is, is hugely important. Mm -hmm. um, that's As Bunny mentioned, this is such a new territory for us because we only deal with human deaths and human cremation. Um, but how does your arrangement process with the family differ from that of a, a human funeral home? Well, I approach it very similarly um, on the times where I'm able to meet the families face to face and I say that a lot of times families bring their pet directly to us and so then I usher them into the facility we have a private viewing room and we give the family some time in the private viewing room to say to have a final goodbye and then I'll sit down with them at a at a table couch and chairs here and um, just ask some very simple information uh, we don't need to file a death certificate on a pet like we do with a human so um, the information is a fraction of, of what would need uh, in human funeral service. Um, so it's generally a, a five-minute arrangement, but that can go into a half hour, an hour of just sharing stories. Memories and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Have you ever had like a full-blown service for a pet? When we first opened up, um, we did a full-blown service, and it was featured on WMUR. They oh, wow. came and did a story. The family let, let the media come in and do that. Do you have an obituary for the pet? Is it? Um, no, we did not do an obituary for a pet. It was just a private family okay. service. That's yeah. funny, because a lot of people put their pets in their obituaries. Yes. So yes. you think yeah. that... Yeah. Um, they, and, and I was real excited to get that media exposure um, with, with, with the news channel. However... It portrayed me in a way where it, it gave the public the impression that all we did is pet funerals. Right. Mm -hmm. So they pictured our service as being very expensive, and which is to the contrary. Our lowest common denominator of what we do at Pet Passages is a simple cremation of your pet. Of course, if someone wants to have a funeral service for their pet, why not do it with a licensed professional? <laughs> we, we have the facilities, years, obviously, right? for, for doing it. Um, but um, it is, I've, I've had one family do it over the last three years. Yeah. So the, the range of, uh, when I think of pets, I'm always thinking of dogs because that's all we've ever had, and I don't particularly like cats. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, pets, so cats don't count, right? Cats, well, cats count. Oh, cats count, my but, little willow counts. <laughs> and Madison, you have Tortoises. I so, do. Yeah. Tortoises count That's too. That's very interesting because <laughs> I have cremated a small, you know, turtle really? before. What other types of animals have you have you been asked to, to perform cremations um, for? You know, rats, guinea yeah. pigs. I haven't had a snake yet. Um, we've done um, a couple of miniature donkeys. Really? Um, What's the largest animal? Some uh, probably the largest animal's been. Now, across, not across, but it's a toss-up between a, a large, you know, mastiff, you know, dog mm -hmm. that we had cremated versus a nearly the size of a horse. Yeah, pretty much. He was over two hundred and twenty oh, pounds. Wow. So that was the biggest dog, definitely. The biggest animal was was a goat that came from uh, the SPCA that they had to put down. Mm -hmm. So we took care of that for him. He was probably. 250, 300 pounds. A it's a big, goat? It's a big goat. That's a, goat. a lot of goat. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. 
So do you offer anything um, to families in regard to um, like a memorialization, a remembrance keepsake, anything like that? I've seen, you know, nose prints and, and paw prints and that kind of thing. Yeah, as a, as a standard with all our pet cremations, when families are requesting to have their ashes back, um, we, we automatically do a paw print for, for each family. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a little surprise as they get their urn back. They, they have the paw print there. And that would be tough if you did cremate a snake, though. No, yeah, well, I might be able to do like a nose print. Oh, um, a belly print. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so every once in a while I get you know a request to have a nose print done. Um, and those come out cute, especially if it's like a bunny rabbit. I've heard that a dog's nose print is as individual as a person's fingerprint. I've heard that I could somewhere. see that, yeah. yeah. All the little ridges in their yeah. nose. and yeah. yeah. Now, what do you return your the, the pets in? Do they pick an urn? Do they bring their own container? Uh, families are welcome to purchase urns, obviously. Um, so we do have selections on our website and, and at Pet Passages, too, if they want to upgrade their urn. Um, but the urn that we give back, most people... I don't know, maybe this is bad marketing on my part. It's such a nice urn that most people don't don't buy anything <laughs> extra from me because I just give away a really nice urn. It's a, it's a wooden mahogany like finished box. You know, it's a hinge top with a you know, with the um, little a little latch in the front, gold latch. And that's part of the, the standard yeah, cremation. Yeah, that's that's part of the, the standard cremation, yeah. What about what they're cremated in? can families purchase a casket or what what's the vessel their the body is cremated in? Unlike human cremation, and now in the, in the human field, we're licensed by the state of New Hampshire. We have to do things in a certain way, and each body that, that is cremated has to be placed in an alternative container, a, a wooden crate, if you will, for, for cremation. Uh, pet cremation is unregulated, and this brings up a whole other radio show for me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so pets are not placed on on a cardboard box or anything or a casket for a cremation their pets are smaller than people mm-hmm. so they're easily they're they're Some easier are. to handle other than well, the master most yes. yeah, other the than master in the goat um, so I, I i do have wooden trays to place the larger animals mm-hmm. in to make it easier to load but on a cat or a small dog it's just me and my two hands gently placing the animal on the hearth floor mm-hmm. of the cremation equipment. Now, what's what what's the pricing of of? Can you, are you feel comfortable talking about what's the price yeah, if, if sure. the family brings in there? I'm sure it's probably on your website, but yeah, yeah. So you know, if families are looking to have ashes returned back to them, pricing starts anywhere from $150 to $450 based on the size of the pet. Depending Is on the it? size of the pet mm-hmm. and the type of cremation we do. Okay. Um, we offer private cremation. Why don't you explain that a little bit, private cremation? Well, private cremation, that's a good question. Private cremation means your pet is the only pet being cremated. Okay. Now, this is not to be confused with what the pet cremation industry calls individual cremation. A lot of people are fooled thinking that individual cremation is your pet is the only one being cremated, and it is not. If you read the fine print, of what individual cremation is. It specifically says your pet is individually placed in the unit, kept separate from all others. Okay. So, so mo- there's multiple pet there cremations is multiple, going on with certain right, dividers. They of- are just individually placed in there one at a time, but cremated all together. So that is what I call and what I offer semi-private cremation. So when I say semi-private cremation, I'm probably not fooling you in any way. 
it's obviously by the name of it, you know up front that your pet is not the only one being cremated. So when I do that, well, we have a, a special tracking system that, that we use to maintain your pet's identity throughout that process. And, and the pets are separated by an individual, uh, not an individual, but, but a barrier between mm-hmm. each one. Okay, to minimize that commingling of remains uh, b- between each d- b- between each pet. Now, what would be the price of a semi pride Would be a little less. I would. Yeah, so like a cat, let's say okay. my my pricing for a semi private cat would be one hundred and fifty dollars, okay. and a private cremation would be two hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. And then, if if the family wanted you to transfer their pet into your care, there would be a fee for the for the transport as well, or. Um, I don't charge for my transportation okay. only if I have to go to the house. Okay. Um, but um, if we're picking up at, at any veterinary clinic or the family comes to us, um, I don't charge for okay. that. But you will go to the, for additional fee, you would go to the home when yep. the family wants Yep, yeah. and I've got, I've got after hours fees too. Okay. Is, that a, is that a request you get a lot to go to the home or not as much? Um, you know, I'd probably say 25% of the time we may go to the house. I mean, you have, you have some families... Like I, I had a poor a poor lady Christmas night about eight o'clock Christmas night. You know, she was probably, you know, mid seventies and she had this huge golden retriever that, that she found at, at home, passed away. What was she gonna do? Who there was no one else for her to call but me. And and I responded. I was able to to meet her. We maintain our Twenty four seven exposure to help people out, and mm, the she best people was... to do this would be funeral service people because you're used to that yeah. kind of care. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're used to providing it, so right, it's exactly. not such an inconvenience mm-hmm. for us because we just don't know any different. <laughs> right. A few of the families that we service um, want to make sure that it is their loved one through the entire process, mm-hmm. even though we have such a guarantee and steps to ensure identity, they want to be there for the cremation process. Yeah. Is that something that you offer your pet families as well? Yes, absolutely. Um, we offer it to our human families and we offer it to our pet families. At, at Pet Passages, we have an open door policy. Um, there are no closed doors at our facility. It is open for inspection anytime, as long as we're there. <laughs> so, <laughs> otherwise, it's called breaking yeah, and entering. Yeah, yeah, otherwise, yeah, it's breaking and entering. Um, but um, yes, most families won't stay for the entire process. I've had a few that do, uh, but we do get a fair share that want to be there and witness the startup of that cremation. Mm-hmm. They want to see their pet all the way through to the very end, knowing Maybe that they par- are getting a private cremation. Participate so. sometimes too. Right. And, and we don't charge extra when a family wants to come and 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 witness the cremation. The only the only stipulation I have is that it just has to be a private cremation just to right. maintain the dignity and respect of the other family's pets. And I can't have three three different families there at once if I did a semi-private cremation to, wow. to witness. Yeah. So. so if a family does want to do a, a, an obituary, on your website, do you have the opportunity for them to do an online obituary? I know some newspapers will actually run pet obituaries, but what if someone wants to Boy, I'd like to know what papers those are, because I have yet to find that out. But um, yes, on our website, we have a section called Pet Tales, and people can go on there, log in, and they can write their own obituaries through Pet Tales, which scrolls on on the website. And is it for for pets that you have cremated, or or anyone that wants to put a pet memorial up there? Um, Anyone could could go in there and do that. It's a good resource, because we've had people that have called our firm and lost a pet, and of course, we don't cremate pets and um 
people have asked about can we do an obituary on your website and I said well it's probably not really appropriate even though you know I know your pet's a family member we don't really want to put it on our funeral home website so it's a nice yeah we just maintain a separate website for pet passages versus the funeral home it's a nice way for people to to, you know tell their little pet stories too yeah definitely yeah well Stephen, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Great. Thanks for um, I, I learned a lot. Um, don't know a lot about the pet business now. I feel as though I know <laughs> more than I more than I did. So quite a quite an interesting topic today. Yeah, definitely learned a lot more than than I knew before. Um, there's a lot of dignity um, in in pet cremation and pet funerals um, that I I really knew nothing about. I had no idea. Thank you for joining us on another informative episode of Dying to Talk. I definitely learned a lot. If our listeners have any questions about funerals or cremations, either in New Hampshire or Vermont, I'm happy to answer them. Just email me at buddy at finef.net. That's buddy at p-h-a-n-e-u-f.net. Or call me on my direct line at 603-625-5778. Our contact information is in the show notes of this episode, too.